0: Hi everybody, this is your host, um, the Lady Barnard, with another segment of a podcast. It's been a while, I know, you know, sometimes there's content that goes in my head. I'm not a professional blogger, you know, (laughs) it's because I don't put these things in perspective and together, you know, I just kind of come onto the mic and just talk about something that I'm passionate about and something that happened in the day. You know, there's a lot of different topics that we can discuss. Obviously, um, black issues is what I do discuss. And, and, and sometimes you listen to my voice if you are listening, you know. And sometimes I do awful on. It's very antidotal as well, you know. I think a podcast is, for me, it's imperative to put my mind down. I find it much easier to talk into the phone and to talk to the unseen you know while you're still there being able to listen to me other than when you do it on clubhouse people actually know okay there's your picture there's your name this is you talking you know it's like you kind of have to fight to hold the mic or fight to hold on to it because everybody has an opinion which is rightfully has to be so because we do have an opinion you know and uh like they say every asshole has one <laughs> But enough about that you know this is just me putting my voice down you know as far as black issues you know what we discuss if we're not discussing COVID we're discussing social and economical issues you know um, and health issues that plague um, the black community and I used the. To- the term black to unify in a sense that I'm not separating Africans from African-Americans or black Americans Um, and I do not separate us from any melanated people so much but you know there has been a lot of debating back and forth on who has the right to claim the term black. And I'm stressing that it's it's coming to a head. The percentage of people that want to claim the fact that this black culture is very American, I sometimes have to push back on that. I would consider myself a black woman, not necessarily a black American, but I will consider myself a black African, you know, that happened to live in London, you know, that would make me a black European, would it? Kinda (laughs) do you think? I don't know. Let's just go on the amount of pigmentation I have. I think I do. Let's just go at the four C that spring forth out of my head. As a beautiful crown. Yep. Tick. There we go. Melanin. and tick. Yeah. Being raised in Africa. Tick, tick, tick. Growing up extremely poor. Tick. Coming right out of the gutter. Tick getting, uh, as the South Africans would say, a bunch of education, tech <laughs> growing up under a segregated apartheid, vile apartheid, tech tick, tick, tech, tech tech yes, I tick all the boxes for being black, don't I, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, my sentiments about all this whole debacle or malaki, is that, it's a waste of time, you know, we have to get our shit together, I understand where the Black Americans have come from. I can't even argue with them, you know. I do, you know. Once you study another culture's history, um, culture and ethnicity, um, which is not necessarily deemed to our race, we realize how different we are, and we also realize within that differences how alike we are. And I tend to stick to pathways that. Um, that has commonalities but I also rabble in the differences it, it, it makes a whole pot of nuances it makes a great uh jamboree you know it makes a great you know collage and it makes a great uh mosaic and it makes a it makes it makes for an interesting sit down and an interesting conversation you know I think sometimes we've been put down ignored isolated you know trampled upon segregated so much that we even feel segregated from each other and I do not need that anymore I do not need another thing to separate me from you absolutely not I don't need another little thing that makes me other from you I mean how long are we going to continue this to make me different from you How long are we going to continue um, not accepting the fact that there's nothing that separates us except distance? And not even that, you know, because social media and the internet has made us literally come into each other's homes. You know, your voice will be in my home, your voice will be in my head and, and I can connect to you every day. There's nothing that separates us. We have absolutely no excuses anymore to be better or less I think that is just perspectives you know and I think it comes from a mindset that has been so seasoned and sometimes when we talk about these seasoning um, no we're not talking jerk seasoning what we are discussing is is a level of seasoning that comes from a mental instability you know and people sometimes would argue, okay, we're in a better position now. Are we really, you know, have we looked at, are we really? Because we're looking at the effects. So we think we are on an equal setting into the system and yet the effects are still plaguing us to the fact that I have to take, tick, tick what makes me black. Literally. It should be evident that I'm black, you know. Not all black people have the same aspirations, you know. Yeah, but, but we're still under the system that has aspirations for us and not in a particularly good way. So we still have to keep that in mind, you know. does not come from a victim victimization mentality, and yet it does, in a sense. People have made that word such a bad word, but what is bad about it? If we just investigate it a little bit more. What is so bad about the victim? which cannot be brought back to the perpetrators you know it's like picking yourselves up from your bootstraps which i always say is warring words is words that can get us arguing it's words that's going to leave me wanting to defend and because if if we continue with run if we continue to run with that, then it means we don 't understand the nuances of the history we don 't understand the psychological effects that seasoning has on the mind and behaviors of our people um, and in effect me as well, because I am also my people, I'm talking specifically directly to a generalization of my race, and yet I can. But I have to be careful as well. So, yes, coming back to that antidotal stage, it can be really antidotal as well. You know, because we share, you know, nuances, but yet it just rings similar, you know. It's like the same story, just a different casting for the story, if you understand where I'm going with this. So, um... I didn't want to make this podcast too long. I just want us to not seek anything else. Little snippets of things that will separate us from each other as black people. You know, I've spoken extensively on on where my mind's at. Because this is a diary. This is how people would write journal diaries. This is not empirical review or methodology nothing like that. You know, this is not about facts. This is about me talking in a diary you know, pretending that I'm writing in a diary. You could call it Bridget Jones's diary kind of style writing. You know, you write on feelings. Man, people have gotten damn well rich and had them freaking um, contracts on Netflix because they made stories about people talking to themselves you know <laughs> and other people enjoying how their mindset is is going whether it's crazy or good and saying that I you know just get lost in my thoughts um I've I've always wanted to do this I've always wanted to, to do a podcast but back in the day I don't think they called it that I always believed I should have been on damn radio I have the voice for it That's just me now You know, yanking my own chain But damn it, you know If you don't yank your own chain You can't expect everybody else to do it You know, it's your damn chain You pull it, you know Gas yourself up if you need to Or pump yourself up I mean, it's a sense of confidence that comes with that You have to speak some life into yourself You have to do it Because sometimes you're going to find yourself that there's no one else out there that's going to do it as a black person. Sometimes all they're going to say, oh, you just want to stay in the victimization mentality. But if so, stay there until you feel comfortable to come out of that and not to become a burden in a sense that now you throw shade because you want that person to come out of that mentality because it bothers you. Look here, there has to be some type form of sympathy and empathy for those who go through the same story, you know, and if there's not, you know, then 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 you've lost the plot, then you've lost the humanity in the blackness. We have to learn to um, give each other at least that kind of respect, the respect of a quiet voice. Respect of a silence that we can just rest in a respect of listening, a respect of validation, a respect of honoring, a respect of accepting what you say because it's coming from an experience, it's not set in stone for a race of people, generalization, or for a whole group, you know. But it's you, and because you're important and we have to start making ourselves important in our companies that we hold with each other and in the tables or around the tables that we sit and mingle with each other. We have to start making other black people and ourselves important, valuable because straight up to the gods of earth, we are very important people. Our ancestry were very important people. You know, it's on the backs of our suffering, on the backs of our skins, that this world is existing as it is now. And I'm not saying the world as and we created it, but the world that we see today, the functioning of it, the civilization of it, the cultural aspects of it, you know. That's what we created. That's what our bloodlines have created. Languages, you know, reading, mapping, geography, um, you know, science and mathematics and, and, and technology. And oh my goodness, endless. We are the forerunners of that. I don't think anything will happen to black people. I think we're quite magical. I think our skin is quite beautiful. I think. Who we are in our nature is sublime. I think even in our suffering, even in our madness, and even in our chaos, we're special. I don't think anything can make us less, I don't even think the system, even though on rare occasions we do feel like gunk under a shoe, but they are that moments when we just glorious, you know. And it, it's making me emotional now because when I speak to the beauty of my people because that's how holy it is, you know, for me. That's how beautiful we are. Even in our craziness. Now just imagine if we never had the system. But I don't think it's that hard to imagine. It's not that difficult. Because history tells a tale. History, Factual history tells a tale of how magical we truly were. And that's why me imagining us being magical is not hard. Absolutely not. We look to our forefathers. We look to our resilience. We look to a time and a place where the systems that we see that's so anti-African, anti-black, never existed. And we look to how we thrived. We will get there once more, when all of this nonsense is wiped from the face of the earth. And we will be the last men and man and woman and child remaining. As poor and as disenfranchised as many of us are, we will be the last to remain as we shall be the first as we have been the first we shall be the last remaining it's full circle and with that I am your host Lady Barnard thank you for listening to my voice and I wish to wish you um, on this last day of September a peace and a blessing and practically all the coconut oil and cocoa butter whichever butter shea butter <laughs> you want to slap on yourself to anoint yourself. Man, we are wonderfully made. And we shall remain so. Ashay. Thank you. Good night.